everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. And I've got a wonderful friend on the show with me today. It's Meet My Friend Friday. And my friend, Roxanne Parks, is here today. And we are going to spend some time today encouraging parents and talking about the lie of not enough. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So thanks for tuning in today, everybody. I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who's been leaving reviews for the podcast over at iTunes. Everything you guys are doing is making such a big difference in allowing us to get the podcast out to people. We really want to hear from you. We'd love to hear your show ideas and people who you would like to hear from. And if you want to reach out to me about the podcast, please shoot us an email, podcast at thebusymom.com and keep those reviews coming on iTunes. We really appreciate it. Coming up, I will be in Virginia on the 14th of September for the Heidi St. John Conference. And then if you're planning a little bit ahead, my women's conference comes one time a year to the Pacific Northwest. That's happening here in Vancouver, Washington on the 12th of October. And then on the 19th, I'll be bringing my women's event to Lincoln, Nebraska. So encourage your friends, come on out, bring your neighbor, bring your daughter. If she's about, mm, I'd say, 14 years of age or older, it's a great opportunity. Just come on out. We're going to spend a day and an evening in the Word of God, and I promise you, your lives will never be the same. The gospel changes us. It doesn't leave us where it finds us. It changes us. And uh, that is some one of the reasons I'm so excited about my guest today. Roxanne Parks is here with me today, and she's got some experience. She knows a few things about motherhood. She and her husband have been married uh, for 33 years. They have four four adult children who all they're ranging age from about 25 to 30 and she's a brand new grandma. Woo-hoo. So we're going to be talking about all things uh, motherhood today. Roxanne, welcome to the podcast. I'm super excited to be here with you, Heidi. Finally. Yeah. So yeah. you yes. have traveled to the studios from the great state of Oklahoma. Exactly. So what's exactly. it like in Oklahoma? What's your favorite thing about Oklahoma? Oh, I just love Oklahoma. It's so green and so full of what I think is just great. Uh, all American kind of people. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. and the kind that are friendly in the Walmart line. You know that that kind. Now you've you've been in my neck of the woods for a few for a few days. Yes. How does it compare? Because I think people hear about the Pacific Northwest, and you know I travel for a living, so I've been all over this great country, right. and I totally agree with you. Right. Yeah. The Oklahoma folks are the sit on the front porch folks. Yes. One actually, of the things I love yeah, rocking chairs. Yes. Yeah, rocking chairs on the front porch. Yes. Um, what's your what's your, been your impression of my oh neck my of the gosh. woods? I have so fallen in love with Oregon and the Columbia River Valley. And the people and aren't as scary as you hear about no, on the news, right? No, well, Antifa no. is, but you didn't go to like an Antifa <laughs> no, rally. <laughs> no, no, no. But I will tell you this. I told my husband just this morning, I'm like, I have fallen in love with Oregon. And in Oregon, I never even knew existed. I, your coastal beauty is incredible. The mountains and then the Columbia River Gorge is yeah, just stunning. Is. I, I actually am shocked by what I didn't know about this area. Yeah. And so now you're at the studio at Firmly Planted <laughs> and we are just across the road from Oregon in Southwest Washington state. Right. And it has been a thrill to have you here. Oh, have thanks. you out to my house. Thanks. We've had fun, I know. A fun. fun, a fun couple of days. Yes. Um, but I am so excited because I've known you for a long time. I love your ministry to women. I love your heart mm. uh, for mothers in particular, women in general, but yes. mothers in particular. Yes. And to be able to see what God's done with you these mm-hmm. many years, because you're a speaker yes. and an author, what is your heart? when you, if, if I'm going to describe Roxanne Parks in a sentence, 
And I'm introducing you to my listeners who have never heard, yeah. uh, maybe never heard of you before. Exactly. Um, how would you describe what you, what God's put on your heart in terms of ministry? Well, um, I just think women live, women and Christians live so far below our call and our privilege because oftentimes we just are overwhelmed. We're running on a performance treadmill and we're exhausted with all the things to do. So I spend my life trying to believe I'm a soul that speaks life-giving truths into the hearts of women. And the life-giving truth is really found in the scripture. And it's her only solid ground in a shaky world. So to me, when you don't know what's coming and going in your house or with your kids or with your schedule, uh, where's your solid ground? I, I, I don't know about women. I just got to have some solid ground. Yeah. yeah. I got to have I got to have some peace. Mm-hmm. And I've exchanged um willingly exchanged sanity days uh when I felt like is, do I have any choice in the peace equation? Right. Is there any solid ground that I can stand stand upon and live kind of a sane peaceful life and I have found that to be true. You are right. It is in the word of God. Yeah. And it is his, his promises. They are life giving. And they don't change. I think, and you know, so change. much of why we see moms and women. Well, men too. There are a lot of men who listen to this podcast. So shout out. Sorry, guys. I, I met a guy not too long ago and he was like, you really need to like, give a little more love to the guys who are listening to the show. Because, oh, we say shout out because to the guys. The, the principles apply, right? So whether right. you're a woman or a man, uh, we're living in a stressful world right now right. and it's changing rapidly. And I think oftentimes what I hear from listeners is we're so frustrated at the changes that are happening and we lose our peace in the middle of it. And we forget that God doesn't change. He's not right. surprised by what's happening around. No. He's not sitting up in heaven going, well, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's not doing that. That's right. He He offers the same the same peace and the same joy to us now. As he offered in the days of Moses, That's as right. he offered in the beginning of, of creation, at the beginning of our nation, he's the same. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But still, we we struggle. And uh, you wrote a book a few years back called uh, Are You Enough? And I love it because today we're going to talk about the lie of not enough. And men believe it too. Absolutely. Right? Uh, I'm not enough to, to um, be what my wife and my children need to be, so I'm going to check out. I'm going to emotionally check out. I'm going to stay at the office. You know, um, I'm not enough. The the mom who's thinking I'm not enough to homeschool. I could never do that. Yes. I don't have the patience for that. Or the mom who just thinks I can't, I'm not going to make it through the teenage moment of silence. Because really, we're all just like, <laughs> yeah. we're all asking the same questions. We are all asking the so, same question. It's the same battle. There's a battlefield here. Yes. Oh my goodness. The war is on for our minds and this whole equation of not enough. Yeah. Who says we're not enough? Who said, and, and where's that assignment come from? Well, isn't this, I, right, and it came from, uh, it started in, in the Garden of Eden, yes. right? When the snake whispered to the woman, basically said, Are you sure God are said you that? Are you sure? Did God really say? Are you sure you're enough to handle this? Yeah, yeah. Are and you we, sure you can make it till death do you part? Yeah. Are you sure you can homeschool? Yeah. Are you sure you can do this life? Even Heidi and Roxanne, don't we have to remind ourselves? Yeah. Even, it doesn't matter that we know the truth. We have to remind ourselves of the truth all the time. We just did it before we started recording. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> We're just praying together like, Lord, you We're get enough. it. <laughs> We're enough. We can do it. And I think I think people need to hear That's that. Real. That's real life. There's nobody. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're uh, President Trump. I don't care if you're Heidi St. John or Roxanne Parks. We, we're people at the end of the day. The you know, we're created in the image of God. God said each one of us has a, has been created on purpose with a purpose. Right. This is who God is. And the enemy, which we read in John chapter 4, right? The enemy wants to come and kill and steal and destroy. Right. And the first thing he steals 
is our identity. Right. And he and he lies to us. And that's right. we and believe that steals our joy. the lie. That yes. steals your joy. And then you wind up, you know, these mopey moms, yes. you know, and frustrated fathers yes. who have believed the lie of not, not enough. So let's talk about this for a minute because – uh, you wrote this book, and I'm going to go through a little bit of it with you. And for uh, I'll give all this information. I know you guys are going to be encouraging. You're going to want to get her book. And so at the end of the show, as always, uh, I will link back to her book in the show notes today. You can find it at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast and just click on the show and the show notes will be there along with links to Roxanne and to her book. But you start out with a chapter, which is intriguing to me. I love how you've how – you've, uh, have broken the book out to you because you call beginning the journey, then you hang on, then you learn to let go and then you finally find your peace. Mm. But let's talk at the beginning when you have uh, entitled chapter one, it's all Patty's fault. Like in my <laughs> mind, I'm like, I'm not even going to say it out loud because I get in trouble, but I'm like, no, it's not Patty's fault. It's so-and-so's fault. Like we all have our Patty. We so, so what's up with I that? I can't believe we're blamers. Yeah. We're, I cannot believe how much it's that shame thing that started in the garden of Eden and God never intended there to be shame. And it started in the garden, Eden, and so we want to blame someone. And when I, my it's all Patty's fault is actually she gave me this dream that homeschooling would be this um, have do a little bit of school, have lunch, and go to the golf course. She lied to you. She totally did. <laughs> or was it Patty that was lying? <laughs> Who was lying? So I thought homeschooling would be this thing that was going to be easy. Kind wait, no, like, wait, stop for a well, second. Well, wait. So, so wait. I just want to be clear. So in all your years of homeschooling, because you graduated kids from homeschooling. Uh, exactly. So in all years of homeschooling, nobody ever came down the stairs in the morning and said, hey, mom, we got up an hour and a half early. We finished our math. We we dove into prepositions because we knew that you'd be stoked. And then the laundry folded itself and the birds sang. Did that ne- never happen? No. <laughs> Get out. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, it was just yeah. hard but I- and humbling and amazing. Yes. Hard and humbling and amazing. I love that, Heidi. But you know what? I went into marriage the same way. So we could talk about anything. I remember thinking of marriage. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Death till you part. Better, worse, richer, poor. It doesn't matter. And and the thought of killing him never ever came into your mind. <laughs> no, you just were like, no. till death do us part. That could yes, be. That could be tomorrow, maybe. Right. <laughs> but anyway, so so the the lie there that that was the illusion of perfection there, and then the illusion that oh having children, it's they're just going to sit beside me and the whole parenting thing. They're going to want to learn one. from you, yes. oh, mom, and then the, impart and then the your wisdom. Yes, all all these levels, and I think they are as beautiful as God intended them to be. When when He said, "I created you to be a masterpiece, and I assigned you to good works," I I think that woman comes into the equation in every one of these things. But there's an enemy of our soul that's really trying to rob, kill, and destroy yes. our joy and take our families and take our homes and take our territory. Yeah. And actually, as we have discussed, it's actually making me mad. Yeah, that's right. No, it's okay. What makes me mad it's is righteous that, anger. Oh. I think it's okay to say this isn't right. No. You know. What makes me mad is that he comes to rob, kill, and destroy our joy. But what makes me even madder is that we let him. Yeah. We let him. We're asleep at the wheel. Mm-hmm. We're not. Uh, we're not finding our truth. We are not getting into our solid ground every morning. Yeah, yeah. We are not getting into the truth. And if we don't put ourselves in truth and in solid ground every day over and over, then the subtlety of the liar yep. uh, creeps in yeah. because he's he's all over the game. And there is a battlefield out there. I'm uh, writing some a Bible study right now called The Voices and the Choices. And I'm telling you, there are voices in our head every day. Ladies and gentlemen, there are voices in your head. The voice of the Lord, the voice of the enemy, yep. the voice of yourself, and the voice of the other. Yeah. 
And I'm telling you, and then we make the choices on these. And so I just, I've, I've been so overwhelmed by uh, the battlefield of the liar and the battlefield of the truth and that these voices I hear all the time, and then I'm making choices, and what in the world are we doing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is, there, is, there, right. is there a choice to be made yeah. that can bring you sanity? Yeah. Well, and I think we think, too, that the answer, you know, you and I have talked about this before, that the answer to that is to uh, get off the battlefield. The yeah. answer to that is just to wave the white flag and say, hey, this is too this is too hard. It's too frustrating. And I see this all the time. That's why I started the podcast out by saying the husband who just feels like, you know what? This is way too hard. These wife and these kids, this estrogen, this estrogen riddled woman. I do not. <laughs> I cannot figure her out. Right. Yeah. One minute she's one yeah, place. Yeah. And the next minute she's another place. Yeah, I remember yeah, a long yeah. time ago, my husband asked me, he, he was just like, dude, I don't. I don't actually get you. And I was like, get in line. I don't get me either. Like, I'm trying real hard. You yeah, know, yeah. I'm trying yeah. real hard to be the woman that I want to be. I the know. woman I know God wants me to be. I know. And shoot, if it's not challenging and frustrating and difficult, I know that there are men who are listening to this right now and they're thinking, I'm not enough. Roxanne, you've been married for right. 33 years. Right. That's got to be right. grace. I'm coming up on my 30th anniversary. Yeah. And I I know that you and I have observed the same thing, a generation of uh, young men and women who were never mentored. Yes. And they, never, they, they didn't see a good example. Maybe their parents' marriage wasn't good. Mm-hmm. And so they went into with the lie in the back of their head. The lie is, well, you know, if this doesn't work out, Oh. then we can do something different. Yes. And we go into it with this yes. sort of, or we go into it, like you said, with a very unrealistic idea of what it actually is. Right. And then those lies are a whole lot easier to listen to because it seems like maybe we didn't understand and we didn't. And that's okay because yes. God does. That's exactly right. I, I love the whole idea of uh, lean not on your own understanding um, and acknowledge him in all ways because he'll make the path straight. Because there's a lot of things in life, Heidi, I don't understand. I don't understand how I could have picked to marry this guy. And then I could have been so confused about some things. Yeah. Because, you know, I, it's not like you know everything the day you get married. Yeah, right. And nor what? did he. No, nor did he. <laughs> yes. And we, I liked a second ago when you said, excuse me, uh, Jay, uh, you, you know, you're married to me. But I, I tell Brian all the time, you're married to me and you have to handle me. I never get away from me. Yeah. Because I sit in my own Imagine chair. Imagine what that's like. I know. At you think you're, you're having a hard away. time. You can get away from me. Because <laughs> sometimes I love it, Heidi, that the admission that says sometimes I'm confused about myself. Yeah. And this yeah. is another place that we just sit here going, I just feel like we need to give ourselves more grace. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I cannot give other people grace if I don't give myself yeah. some. And the Lord came to give us this grace mm-hmm. to actually um be the beautiful mess that we are. I call yeah. hashtag beautiful but messy. Yeah. Because I think the beautiful aspect is that God created us. He knit us on purpose, with purpose, for purpose. He knows us. He numbered our days. The messy equation is that sin as sin was knit in in, in the human condition. Yes. Yeah. And so I think the beautiful mess, if we can remember that every single soul is beautiful and every single soul is messy. Mm-hmm. We're not going to have a, a human in our life that isn't. Uh, we're not going to have a marriage that isn't. Mm-hmm. And instead of um, saying this is not enough for and, and copying out on everything, uh, you just go get stronger by navigating through it. Mm-hmm. And you navigate it through it based on the principles of truth that the, are the only thing that give you any kind of strength. And yeah. your strength is his strength, not yours. Because I don't know about you, but every now and then I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. Yeah. And one of my chapters I talk about, uh, the letting go and the letting go, the end of my rope. I, I tell women, ladies, one of the very best place you can be is at the very end of yourself mm. or at the very end of your rope. So if you're a listener today and you feel like, oh, my gosh, I cannot do my own life. 
I, I feel like I'm at the end of my rope. Yeah. I feel like I'm hanging on by a thin thread. I just want you to know, I believe that's the very best place you can be. If it will let you die into yourself and let let go and let the Lord come in and fill you with his truth, his promises. M- my gosh, Mama, you've got to know his promises. They are your hope for freedom. Mm. And that's happened to me over and over in life where I I felt like, man, I can't even do my own life. I want well, how, how can, can I, I do these a, little people? How can I do these little people? <laughs> how can I have opinion about my husband? How can I have opinion about every, anybody else because I can't do my own life? And I just hear the voice of the Lord beckoning me. Mm-hmm. My yoke is light. Mm-hmm. Come unto me. Lay down your heavy yoke and join unto me and pick up my yoke. For, let me carry it for it is light. Mm-hmm. And so, Heidi, one of the greatest things I've been doing in the last few years is I, I feel like I just spend my life living in a slow dance of intimacy. Mm. I'm telling you, if you could imagine slow dancing in an intimate place with the greatest lover of your life, the greatest knitter, the greatest knower, the the never disappointing, and and you're just in a slow dance of love, and, and you can get in that slow dance every day of intimate love relationship with the Lord, the Savior, the Redeemer, the Restorer of your soul, and that just, I'll tell you, it changes everything else. It changes my people. It changes my schedule. It changes everything. Intimacy with the Lord yeah. has changed everything. And it makes me realize that I, I am enough because of who he designed me to be, mm-hmm. not because of my agenda. Yeah, it's right. And really, you, you, you're you pointing out something that Jesus said in his word over and over again. He said, my grace is sufficient because my power is made perfect in weakness. Yes, yes. It's actually found there. Yes, right. And so for the mom or the dad who's listening and they're like, no, I'm not enough. I know that there are moms and they're already at the jumping off place. They're yeah, already like, you know yeah. what? I got into this thing. You know, I can't do it. One of the things you talk about uh, is this idea of surrendering, really letting go. And really this life is all about surrender, right? Yes. If we don't learn to surrender, that's why, that's what I wrote in the guide to daylight when I was talking to women, you know, many years ago when I wrote that book, like if we don't learn surrender, we're never going to find peace because peace is found in surrender. If you can take a minute and just talk to that mom or that dad who's at the end of their rope, maybe they're at the end of rope in their marriage. Maybe we're at the end of our rope in our homeschooling. We haven't even started yet. Or the mom who's feeling overwhelmed and just and she's she's listening to the lie. And the lie is, this is going to be too hard for you. You're not going to be able to homeschool your kids and get dinner on the table. Your marriage is going to fall apart. Talk to that that mom and that dad who are sitting here thinking, I don't think I can do this. Or you know what? Other thing is, uh, there are a lot of students that listen to this. A lot of high school students that I hear from all the time. And they're looking ahead and the culture is making them think they're not enough. You know, mm-hmm. your message is uh, you, the message God's put on your heart as a 16 or a 17 or a 19 or 21 year old. Uh, you're not going to be enough for that. You know, there's too many things. The world's too far gone. Talk to those people right now who are really at the end of their rope. Okay. Well, one of the things when I uh, write about the voices and the choices, uh, the battlefield of what's going on in our mind is just huge. And, um, I want to turn down all the voices, but the voice of the one, the voice of the one that knows me. He numbered the uh, hairs on my head. He numbers the days of my life. And so I just want to encourage women to turn out, tune out all the other voices and listen to the voice of the one and the promises that he offers us. Uh, One of the challenges I think we all have is that we have a control freak inside of us. And, And the control freak wants to manage our husband and our children, just like we think. 
that we want to manage. This is a problem. She, and she's so, watching me, and I'm like, that nah, might or might not be me. Yes, yes. Well, the control. I might have a control freak inside me, maybe. I know. It's all, it's a pride thing. So it's common to man. And we all have a little control freak in us. And I will tell you, the sooner I identify that I do have a control freak and that I just basically ask that control freak to stand down. Mm. I mean, is it, do I really want my will my way or do I want his will his way? If my will my way is not yielding me a life of peace and harmony yep. and provision, I, I don't want my will my way. And I loved years ago when I came to the beautiful surrender of, uh, I read a book called The Grace of Yielding. And uh, the challenge was to have the spirit of Christ within us where it says, Lord, if you can take this cup from me, great. But if you can't, then however, not mine, but thine. And I I know that God assigned me in my marriage uh, with my tribe, my people that were knit in my heart or my wound, either one, they're called children. And I just, I just decided to uh, uh, ask the Lord to have his will, his way in my every day. So every morning when I get up, Heidi, I literally speak or think the mantra, not mine, but thine today. Mm-hmm. And I open my hands up in my bed, asking God that I live open-handed with my day yeah. and that he be the in the driver's seat of the day. And then two other things that really changed everything for me was, uh, I think obedience has everything to do with our peace. And when he said to focus on that, which is praiseworthy, he wasn't kidding around. Yes. And I find that marriages... Um, that it, I don't, it doesn't really matter if your husband isn't doing this, 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 or that. You are asked as a woman who loved Jesus, or as I love Jesus, to focus on that which is praiseworthy, and that's life giving. Yeah. But that not only works in your marriage, it works in your homeschool, it works with your family, it works with your job. Wait, so flesh it out. So when you say focus on the thing, so let's let's give this a let's flesh it out a second. Because when you say focus on the thing that's praiseworthy, let's say that you're frustrated with your child, or let's say you're frustrated with your husband or a husband with his wife, and there's that that thing that they're doing. That's just driving you nuts. You're waking up in the morning and you're thinking about it. And, you you know, he's coming home from work and you're still pretty mad because it hasn't been addressed. And it's a, a very practical, maybe it's practical. Maybe you've said, hey, please don't, you know, put your underwear on the floor next to the bed. Just how about you put it in the hamper, you yes, know? Yes. <laughs> and so it's the little things that kind of right. add up over time. Right. How, how does, how does that person who's stuck in that negative, that negative thinking, because you wake up and you're mad. Yep. Right. And yep. You're, you're frustrated throughout yep. the day. How do we shift out of that by the power of the Holy Spirit? What, is that, what does it look like to actively take a step to do something different? Well, I have found as I have focused on that, which is praiseworthy, and as I have had a grateful heart, I don't think an anxious heart and a grateful heart can abide in the same heart. No. So you, you make a choice there. You live in anxiety or you live in gratitude is one or the other. And so as I have chosen to be grateful and to focus on that, which is praiseworthy, it seems like it expands people around me. I uh, say you have a husband that's got a long list of things, and, and there's only a few things that he does that are praiseworthy. And you start focusing on praiseworthy, and we know, Heidi, that men need respect more than they need love. It's so a biblical ta- principle. Uh, absolutely. So I take those that, things that are praiseworthy, and I start speaking them out to him. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it just puffs his chest up a little bit when I'm mm-hmm. speaking that which is praiseworthy yeah. versus I'm nagging like a dripping faucet of all the things that aren't praiseworthy. And I don't care that they're all true. The non-praiseworthy yeah, things that's are that's not the point. That's not the point. No. Actually, obedience is the point. Yes. And I think God rewards obedience. And when we focus on that which is praiseworthy and we speak that which is praiseworthy and in all of our children and all of our marriages, it expands because it it puffs up our 
oh my gosh, you like me for that? Well, then let me do this. Oh my gosh, you like me for that? Well, I can do this. And it expands the person if you focus on, if you focus on those things that bring death, which are those things that are not life-giving, which those things are not praiseworthy, that disobedience brings the reward of, of a kind of a death mm-hmm. feeling in your heart. Mm-hmm. So I, I cannot tell you with my husband and with my children, if I make a list of everything that's great about my husband, and everything is great about everyone. You would think I'm married to the rock star of the university, and every one of my children. <laughs> well, I've are met your husband. He's a pretty. He's well, a rock star. But I know that if I focused on and told you everything I didn't sure. like about him, it doesn't really matter that they're true. Right. It just robs my joy and brings death. Well, I believe there's an obedience equation that's into all this lying and all this going on. That that we need to be in the Word. We need to know the promises. We need to know the solid ground, and then we need to obey. Yeah. And when God says to trust me, we need to obey that. When God says to lean not on your own understanding, when God says to focus on that which is praiseworthy, and when he says in all things to give thanks, he doesn't think, say you have to understand all things. Wait, so are you saying that there's an element of personal responsibility here? Wait, wait, wait. So they, we got to choose. Well, we you know, get it's to back choose. to the blame thing. We, we want to blame everybody for our life. I love it when I was listening to one pastor. He's like, you know, we're like Delbert Dumb. We crawl up the ladder, we fall off the ladder, and then we blame God. Yeah. And he says, there's so many things that we go around blaming. And I love when you said, so is there an element of personal responsibility? Yes. Read your Bible. <laughs> yes. Find truth. Yeah. Find peace. Find sanity. But don't go around living a stressed out life and then blaming everybody. Yeah. That's exactly right. It, you are you are enough to do everything you have been assigned to do. And actually, actually, Heidi, you know what I found? You're actually more than enough. Mm. Now, that's a mind blower for those of us who don't even feel enough. Because in I closed this book in the story of more than enough. Mm. And it was about these hungry people. And they said feed 5,000 people. And all they had was this little uh, lunch. And it had two fish and some loaves of bread. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, this isn't enough. Well, I don't know about moms who are listening. I feel like all I got is two fish and a loaf of bread, and I got to feed all these people mm-hmm. for all the rest of my life. I got to feed this marriage, this people, this life, this this thing. It's, I just don't have enough. Yep. All I have in my little lunchbox is all I have in my lunchbox. But you know what that story teaches us is that when we give our lunch and everything we have to the giver, when we give everything we have back to the giver of all of it anyway, he multiplies it. Mm. And, and it He's not ev- an adder. He's a multiplier. And it ended up not only being enough, it was more than enough. There's 12 mm-hmm. baskets left over. So I find that when I'm in my control freak and I'm managing my two fish and my five loaves and I'm trying to feed the people, it's never enough. But when I surrender and I give everything I have unto greater glory, mm-hmm. that he just multiplies it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you and I were talking about, you're getting ready to have a multiplied schedule because right now you're thinking there's not enough time in your right. life to do all the things you have to do. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. And we've asked God to multiply your time. But yeah. you know what? You and I know he can. Yes. He yeah. is the multiplier, but he's not a multiplier when we're blamers, when we're grip, when our grip of control is around everything. He's a multiplier when we're obedient and listening to the voice of his, you know, the voice of the one. And when we're focusing on that, which is praise, which is worthy, and when we're giving thanks and all things. So we get down to the scriptures and we actually obey and trust yeah. and let him do the work. And uh, we don't own the glory and we don't own the blame. Yeah. And God wants it. God wants the glory. Yeah. I think, I mean, you're sitting here in the studio at Friendly Planted and you've seen what God has done, which yes. is a miraculous, you know, mm. a story really of miraculous provision. But it also is a reminder that God is the one who who gives the increase. And he, he is, is the, the one, one. Who, who gives us the strength to homeschool, the strength to stay married, the strength 
to uh, encourage our spouse when we just feel like we don't have any encouragement left in us to give to anyone. It comes from him. It all Mm -hmm. comes from him. And Jesus said, I didn't come so that you could just have life. I came so you could have it to the full. More abundantly. So you could have abundant life. And that's that's, that's what he promises. And that's what he delivers. Well, and you know, Heidi, I know you are a strong woman. And I, I probably would consider myself a strong woman. But I strive every day to bow down and let go and let God and choose his peace and walk in his peace. Yeah. The woman that wants to do it and own it and manage it is gone. She She's exhausted years ago. And I say to women very often when I speak to them, I'm like, hey, mama, are you tired yet? Are you tired <laughs> enough yet? Are you tired of... Uh, your anxiety? Are you tired of not liking your people? Are you tired of the uh, performance treadmill? Are you exhausted yet? Well, if you think you can keep managing it, just keep going, girl. But I just got so beautifully exhausted that I surrendered and said, Lord, you have got to do my life through me. And I just knew he would do a better job than me doing it through me. And the peace that is on the other side of surrender. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't. I just want to say, wake it's the up, peace women. That passes understanding. Yes, wake up, women. Yeah, wake up, women. There is uh, a solution. He is a knower and a knitter and a lover of your soul. Mm-hmm. He wants to be in the intimate slow dance with you because he wants to answer all your questions of the lie that you aren't enough and that you don't have enough to stay married, to stay the mom, to stay the homeschooler, and to stay the course. You have everything you need to do everything he has called you to do, and he will complete the good work within you. Yeah, and that is that is the message. That's the message. That's the gospel. That's the gospel in a nutshell. Roxanne Parks, you are a treasure. You are a national treasure right here in <laughs> Vancouver, treasure. Washington. I'm so excited. For those of you who want more information about Roxanne and her ministry to women, you can find her at RoxanneParks.com. Uh, she's available for speaking, and I have heard this woman speak, and I'm telling you, you guys have just, you got a snippet today, but you will be blessed. She also does something called four-day intensives. You can find more information out about those on her website. For those of you who just want to get away and hit the reset button and get back to relationship with the Lord, Roxanne, thank you so much for coming on the I'm show. super excited to be with you, Heidi. Love you, love you, love you. I love you too. Hey, you guys, if you haven't joined us at this at uh, MomStrong International, if you're not a part of the scripture writing community, this is a great time of year to get into it. We are going to be bringing life to you through the Word of God all year long. September is a fantastic time to make a commitment to study the Word of God with us. Find us out, MomStrongInternational.com. Have a great day, everybody, and I'll see you back here on Monday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.